Now I told you guys that I was going to do a sound test at the parks because I wanted to get an idea about the live podcasting sound. And coincidentally, it was going so well that I decided to do a little 10-minute breaker with you guys to communicate with my people, to talk with my people, my congregates. Welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to me, then welcome. If this is your second time, third, or even 19th time, nigga, you listen to me 19 times? Thank you for that love. I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate that. Welcome to the Greatest Voice Podcast. Welcome to the People's Paradise. Shout out to every single soul that's a part of the family. Shout out to every single person that's a part of the mob. It has been quite the journey. Uh, we're going to try to make this live podcast thing a real event that we do a lot. I'm only practicing outside right now because I just want to get a good feel of performing in front of you guys in an actual live spot with the pressures of people walking by wondering who the fuck is this tall, beautiful Negro talking into his phone with the PA speaker attached. <laughs> it is what it is. We shall commence this podcast as we have commenced every single episode of my podcast with a quote to a song, to a vowel, to a melody, to a verse that really did have me in my feels as I woke this morning and ate a bowl of Captain Crunch and cheated on my low-carb diet. But it is okay because I bounced back because for lunch, do you know what I had? McNuggets. McDonald's McNuggets. Yes, yes, I'm still going to lose weight. I'm still going to get rid of this, this little softness in my belly. My abs shall return soon before the year is out. And the song that I want to quote right now is a song that quite a few people who were born before 1971 have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. There was a wonderful movie that came out sometime before slavery was, when slavery was still kind of fresh in the minds of my people. And there's <laughs> this movie called uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And the song is a quote by Uncle Charles or Uncle Willie, I think his name was Uncle Willie, Uncle Joe, I think. And the song he says, I never thought that I could fly something, something, touch the sky. I got a golden ticket. And I don't know why that popped in my mind to quote right now, but I don't know. That just that just popped in my mind because that was always like a really funny movie to be show. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Some of you guys might have heard. Matter of fact, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp was actually in the remake of that that came out, I think, 13 years ago. And that was a pretty cool little flick. Like, I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. But moving on from that, I don't know why I quoted that song. Moving on from that, how we doing? How we feeling? What's up with you? How many people are doing today? I'm feeling cool right now. I mean, this, um, this, the way I'm doing this live podcast, it has a lot to be, a lot to be lustered. Um, I would want to have a grander audience. I would want to have more people watching. I would want to have more, um, there's more stuff involved. You know, I feel like it's kind of a little bit slow, but this is my very first time getting off this live podcasting successfully. I remember two years ago, actually, I was doing a thing where I was taking my PA speaker and I was taking my phone to San Francisco and doing it out there. Some of y'all might remember that. And um, it, it was it was not working. It was shit. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This shit, was, this shit was not working at all. I mean, like, it was terrible because I was trying to plug the PA speaker to my phone and I had no successful way to do that. And what I'm doing now is I'm basically just taking the speaker, plugging the microphone to the speaker, but I'm just speaking to you guys with the phone. And um, I don't know if that made sense. I probably explained that terribly, but more moving on from that. Um, it's a different style of speaking. You know, it's something interesting. Um, 
goal I'm trying to do with this podcast now is just to get it out live, to get it to where people in the masses can listen to it by any means necessary. And whether that's me recording it live and seeing people walk by me, whether that's me recording it in the Starbucks, like, I want people to just be more aware of what I'm doing out here, you know, because I feel like I'm doing greatness, you know. I've been on TV twice. I've been on a guest. I've been a guest on somebody else's podcast, I think one or three times, one or two times. And, you know, I just feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like, I feel like I need my flowers right now, baby. Like, something's not right. Like, why am I not famous yet? You know, I'm a little famous because this one girl, I don't even bring her up because she, I think she listened to my podcast. So I don't want to talk about her and give her any shine, but, you know, what's up with my people? So, to talk about what's been going on in my life, um, a lot has been going on. I don't know where to start at. Um, I want to get into some pop cultural topics before I get to that. So, the main thing that's on my mind right now, there's this wonderful show started by LeBron James on HBO called The Shop. I have been struggling and striving for the last at least 76 hours to try to find an illegal streaming website where I can watch this show because these niggas made it quite hard to find. I just, I'm having a hard time finding it. I, I don't have HBO Go or now, whatever the hell it's called, and I damn sure ain't paying for it. I'm already paying for Hulu and Netflix. But truth be told, my homeboy's paying for Hulu. I'm just borrowing it because I got on my homie like that, you know? So, you know, in disrespect of my homie, I wouldn't want to pay for it because then it, that's just pointless for me to bum off his Hulu from him. So it's, that's retarded, but uh, it's the so-called The Shop. LeBron James does it, and this is a really great show where you just have grown black men just have great conversations about culture and career and life and the paths that they took to be successful. And last week's episode, they had Lord Nas X, Charlamagne the God, and a few other black celebrities whose names probably don't ring any bells to you, but the point is, Lil Nas X was on there and he was having a conversation about how, you know, when he came out, when he let his sexuality be quote unquote known, and he came out and said he was gay, which I was on record as saying I wasn't sure if he was really being like all the way honest with that or was trying to fight for attention because we live in this day and age where you have so many people who are trying to fight and claw and scream and grip for relevance in the culture. But I didn't know if that was going to be a, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if this was him being sincere, but I think he was being sincere now, you know? Damn sure rides out if he ain't being sincere. And so, everybody jumped on the reaction of the men in the room when he had a conversation about that because one of the guys in the room asked Lil Nas X, why did you feel you had to come out about it now? And then Kevin Hart said, when that other man said that, he said he was gay, so what? And so, Lil Nas X said, I felt like it was necessary for, necessary for me to come out. And Kevin Hart said, he said, no, Lil Nas X first said because I was scared of like the backlash and whatnot. And, and then Kevin Hart responded, but why? Why were you scared? And then Lil Nas X said, bro, if you really from the hood, if you from the hood, if you from the gutter like you say you is, he said the way I'm saying it, but he said in a lot of ways, and like, he said to say in a fewer amount of words, if you from the hood, like I'm from the hood, then you know like, this shit is not celebrated in the earth. This shit is persecuted in the earth. And I understand where he's coming from when he says that. I'm not homophobic. I have nothing against gay people. But I will tell you that in my household, and I grew up in a household with a stepfather that was in the closet, homosexuality was frowned upon. I come from a very traditionally Christian family. My grandmother was a pastor and a Sunday school teacher. 
I come from a family where homosexuality was frowned upon. And my mom always told me, like, if you ever came out and told me you was gay, I don't know what the hell I would do. I don't know what the hell I would do. And that's no knock to that's no knock to my mama. My mama's a great woman. I love my mama to death. I still I would say she's a great woman, but she's only she's only regurgitating the views that were shared by my grandmother and were shared by my grandmother's family potentially. Um, people got mad at Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart. I don't think Kevin Hart is homophobic. I think what Kevin Hart said. He said he wanted, when Kevin Hart said. He said he was gay, so what? I honestly think that because Kevin Hart has such a tumultuous history these last few months with his gay tweet that he did 10 years ago, he was trying to give off the impression that, you know, I don't give a damn about gay gay struggles. Like, I'm not, I don't care about, I don't have any, I don't have any animosity in my heart towards gay people. I think that's what Kevin was trying to say. I don't think he was trying to dismiss the gay struggle. I think what you can learn from what Kevin Hart said is, I think what you can learn from that whole, what we can all learn from how social media hopped up Kevin Hart's neck and stomp on his neck about that, I think what we can all take from that is try your hardest not to make comments that aren't genuine, that don't come from a genuine place, because a lot of the times people will take you trying to come off as too genuine as you trying to come off as dismissive to a certain extent. I don't think Kevin Hart has a homophobic bone in his body. I just think that the way he said that, he was trying to come off as saying, I really don't care, I really don't care, I don't have no issues with gay with homosexuality at all, and he came off as dismissive. Like when Lil Nas X said, I felt nervous and felt like people might persecute me because of that, and when Kevin Hart was like, why, but why? Nigga, if you from the hood, you know you know how you know how they do it in the hood. They, you know you know you know how motherfuckers treat people who come out as gay. And you know this is nothing new to us. Like we know, like we know, like that's why you know that's why I've always you know I've heard I have heard from multiple people, multiple mothers, multiple people about how they don't like seeing all this gay homosexuality in cartoons and in kids programs. Are you seeing a lot of gay couples, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. I love that. Even though I was upset at Young Justice, how they made Aqualad, uh, Aqua uh, whoever the hell he is now, uh, gay, I was like, fuck, but I have no issue with that in the long run because I feel like them doing that normalizes being gay and doesn't make, it makes it to where when you're a child, you know, when I was a kid, I remember kids being teased for being gay. I remember kids being gay and trying to be in the closet about being gay. And these kids at 12 and 13 years old were having to be in the closet and hidden about their sexual activities. And a lot of them couldn't even talk to their parents about it. I do think that by, by, placing, by placing gay characters in TV shows, by having more conversations about homosexuality, the struggles that homosexual people go through, I think it normalizes it. It makes it to where if you go to school, the kids gay, they're not gonna treat it. Like when I was going to school, I had friends that were gay. But, and even though I never treated them differently because of it, I still saw it as something that was odd. I still saw it as something that was weird, which it is weird, but I'm not, I still saw it as something that shouldn't be. And I don't know if my mom would be okay with me walking to school. I don't know if my mom would be okay with me if she saw me with you. And it took me growing up and being a grown man and just coming to my own conclusion about things and being like, bro, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I have mad, I have mad gay friends. And then we cool. We all rock and chillin'. I don't give a damn. You know, you do you. You be, 
you be who you are and be who the person that makes you happy to be. Like, no, the problem with trying to be something else or trying to hide yourself to please the people is, man, at the end of the day, these people don't give a fuck about you to begin with. They care. People, like, a lot of the times we stress about how people see us and how people look at us. Line nine. People, to, to, to generalize, most people outside of your mama and your daddy at best care about you as much as people care about their 14th best rapper or singer. They might listen to that nigga if they on Shuffle on Pandora or something like that, that nigga name pop up, but they don't give a fuck about that nigga. That's how they feel about you. I'm, so, I'm sorry to say. Unless you're me because I'm famous. But, um... This has been a dope experience, man. Um, we're going to do more of this. I'm going to do it with a better PA system. I wanted to practice outside, but I'm going to start doing it at cafes. I'm talking to Gunther's Ice Cream in Sacramento, California about doing it there. I am talking to Luna's Cafe in Midtown, Sacramento about doing it there. And I have hopes of doing it at the Beta Brand Podcast Theater in San Francisco. Um, I want to say that before I close this podcast out, thank you to every single person that supported me and showed love to me during this journey, man. It has been quite a journey. And we're going to continue doing it. So, much love and peace and chicken grease. This is the greatest work in this paradise. And I should be back with you guys. Probably tomorrow. Since I was on here live, but shout out to every single soul. Shout out to every single pair of ears, pair of eyes who have seen my beautiful face, who have heard my lovely and sultry voice on the podcast and on Instagram. Shout out to every single soul. This is the greatest voice. This is JT, aka the People's Paradise, aka the Young Lord. And I'm here, so we talking about what's been going on as of late. And. Might do something a little bit different. I just saw now how they had that thing. Shout out to my little brother, Mar. He just joined in, a.k.a. Young Mar, a.k.a. Geek Gang, a.k.a. BMR, a.k.a. Black Mob. What's up with you, baby? How we doing? What's up with you, baby? Um, that actually is my younger brother right there, Jamari Thomas. He's the newest rapper, one of the newest, greatest rappers coming out of the Northern California region. If you are asleep, if you are unaware of his gift or his prize when it comes to connecting the bars, then people, you need to click on that page and look at my young nigga, bro. He really get busy. He really got bars like that. But, um, yeah, we, um, we're doing it, man. I come from a talented family. I come from a talented bloodline, and that's how we do it. I get the Thomas. Thomas to the top. We out here. Um... But yeah, a lot has been going on as of late. Uh, some of you guys might know I did the live podcast at the park. I took my PA system, took my microphone and everything, and went out to the park and broadcast it for every single soul to hear and listen and partake in me. And um, it was cool. A few people, a few people looked up at me. Thomas at the top. You already know the live podcast was cool. A few curious eyes looked at me. A few curious eyes. Nobody was brave enough to walk up to me and say, excuse me, random black guy who has a microphone, a PA system, and has a phone on a camera staring. What are you doing in the middle of this park? And to clarify the idea for the podcast, we're not going to be doing it outside, especially in the coming months, because the rain, the weather, the sleet's going to start hitting that really bad. So that's not going to be a, that's not going to be like a main trope with the live podcasting. I'm doing a live podcast because I'm going to start doing it like in cafes. One spot I'm talking to right now is Gunther's Ice Cream in Midtown, California. We'll be doing it there. Another spot I'm going to be doing is um, Luna's Cafe in Midtown, California, in Midtown, Sacramento. Prior to me destroying my motorcycle, I had plans to do it at the cafes in, in Vallejo and Fairfield, 
I've been trying to reach the Bay. Been trying to reach the Bay Area for a lot, right? A lot lately, but I lost my wheels. I lost my wheels again. So now I'm just having to just stick with what I can stick with, and it hurts. I mean, but at the same time, all I can do is just bounce back. You know, just bounce back and figure out a way to get back out of here. You know, and. That kind of leads into the conversation I was about to have right now. And I'm going to see if I can post a question up here, but I don't, so, post a question. I don't, I can't post a question here, I can't. So, I guess I'll just talk to you guys about it right now. Um, you know, I, this is, and this has been something that's been on my mind for a while, because this is something that I struggle with every single day, and that's my... It's my attachment to the past. Shout out to Candace Anderson. Candace Anderson, how you doing today? I wave at her. Oh, she's cute. Okay, go ahead, mamas. I see you. But anyway, that being said, um, this is something. This is something that is all something I always kind of struggle with in my own my own life is my um, my attachment to the past, my attachment to friendships from my past, my attachment to childhood homes, childhood neighborhoods, places from my past, and my search for acceptance from these places. The search for acceptance part has always been big with me because I feel like half of my life, shout out to KD8GH, I don't know who that is, but appreciate you, that's a beautiful baby, is your avatar. I've always struggled with my own attachment to my neighborhood, my attachment to old friendships, my attachment to old females who gave me the hand, I just never let it go. Because it's something about nostalgia, man, it's something about just familiarity like that just keeps you attached and shackled to certain ideas and concepts like I look at it now like you know as I go through life now like a lot of the time a lot of the time I look at the worst moments of my life as the best moments and to this day I don't know why I look back at times where I was living in Vallejo California I'm living on Springs Road and Bridgeside and niggas is boxing me up, beating me up every single day, taking my lunch money, putting gaps in my teeth. I'm getting bruised up and shit. But for some reason, I'll go through traumatic experiences today or I have moments where I feel like the progress of the podcast is, 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 is not at the level that I want it to be. And I'll just, I'll look back on those moments, those times with fondness and wish I could go back there. Like, I wish I could be walking back on Springs Road in front of Saks Hot Dogs and McDonald's in that one Mexican barbecue spot. I wish I could, that Mexican barbecue, sorry, the, uh, the barbecue truck. Like, I look back at those moments and find. So even when it comes to girls, like, when I, when I get to catch the hint from a girl or get rejected by a girl nowadays, I'll look back at the women who, I won't say got away, because they was never in my way. These bitches was outside of my pathway. Like, the girls who, like, you know, I had a, who, you know, I look back at the, I'll say their names because I doubt they're listening to this podcast, but I look back at the Lohanas, I look back at the Jessicas, I look back at the, um, I look back at the Tamires with fondness and memory and be like, bro, like, you know, I wish we could have worked out, I wish she would have liked, I wish, I wish she would have felt the same way that I feel, I wish, I wish that, you know, whatever I was doing, whatever was wrong with me physically, whatever was wrong with, the, with me personality-wise, like, I wish it wasn't there, and I wish we could have worked there, and I wish we could have became something. And it hurts, because nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, she just wasn't, they just wasn't fucking with you like that. And it's, I don't know, it's, I think it hurts because with this podcast, this podcast right now in my life is my source of, source, is my source of relevance in the world, if that makes sense. Like, 
the only relevance that I have in this world right now is because of the podcast. And it's hard coming from somebody who, like, you know, when I was in college, I was the big kid on campus. Everybody knew who I was. Everybody was vibing with me. Everybody was talking about me. Everybody loved me. I'm this big popular kid and shit. And when I came back home from college, it broke me to realize, like, damn, like, I... I know nobody, like I'm alone right now. Then I kind of ran away from those struggles and those inner demons by, you know, hanging out with my cousin and his friend who like six, five years younger than me. And, you know, I stopped doing that last year just because I got to a point where I realized, but like, I just, I'm not going anywhere by hanging with these niggas. But then you get to a point now where it's like, you know, you, you miss those friendships. You know, it's, it is something to be said about how important friendship is to your life. But it's hard because in my situation, I never grew, I never, I'm going to say 70% of people usually grow up and maybe move one place their whole entire childhood versus with I, I grew up and moved states, across states, moved schools, didn't finish school. So I think because of that, I feel a little bit more incomplete and a lot of that sense of incompleteness probably caters to my desire to be an entertainer which is why I'm a podcaster which is why I'm a broadcaster and you know it hurts I mean you know you have a lot of nights alone you have a lot of nights separated from your friends you have a lot of nights you know I guess the reason why I wanted to talk about this was because I spend so much of my day 80% of my imagination in my in my the power of my imagination just dreaming about the past dreaming about my attachment to my streets the blocks that I spent maybe a few years of my life with growing up my attachments to friendship my attachments to women who I who escaped me in the past and it's so hard to get to a point where you in your life where you realize like you'll never get those moments back and like you chase them so much bro like you know when I crashed my uh, when I crashed my bike, my motorcycle. When I crashed my motorcycle, I was on the way back to my childhood. I was on the way back to Vallejo, California, which is where I grew up at. And the bond, the chain, the attachment, that phantasmal prison in my brain that is that is made from Vallejo. You wouldn't even understand just because. <clears throat> that's the last city that felt like a sense of home to me. So, I was going back there for my birthday because I felt like it just was a great moment just to go back, man, and just be like, you know, I can go back to the city like a god, a king, this man who's been on TV twice, this man whose podcast got 500,000 views, this man who really takes this shit seriously, like, this man, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not that nerd, I'm not that nerd in, in school anymore who's getting beat up, I'm coming back, I'm tall now, I got a beautiful face, got a beautiful voice, and so, a lot of the time, I won't say a lot of the time, but like, when I got there, when I, when I, when I, um, like, the dream was just to go back there and just be a god, just be a god, come back to my hood and just front. But then, lo and behold, I crashed my motorcycle, which crashing the motorcycle wasn't necessarily the bad part. What was the bad, what was the interesting, that was the bad part. Let me see. <laughs> get fucked up. That was the bad, crashing was the bad part. That wasn't what's interesting. What was interesting was, um, these cuts hurt.
What was interesting was where I crashed at. I crashed at, um, so Vallejo is within a county called Solano County. I crashed right at the border of Solano County. In other words, right in the county of my, of my state. And where I crashed at was next to a beach that as a child, they took my middle school second grade class to my middle school, my elementary second grade class to, and I hadn't been back there in years. What was interesting enough too was because my phone was off, I went to McDonald's and purchased an artisan chicken grilled sandwich meal and asked if I could use the Wi-Fi. I didn't have to use the Wi-Fi, but the Wi-Fi was too slow. So I asked him, you know, I'm trying to use the Wi-Fi to call me an Uber, but it's not working. Do you know where I can find some better Wi-Fi? They told me a library. And inter interesting. Interestingly enough, I decided to go to the library. And I was crazy enough, too, because the library, when I was growing up, that was the place I was at most of my time growing up. Was That was, like, my refuge. So, like, it was inter it was this interesting moment where... And two of my homies told me, two of my homies that regurgitated the same thought to me too, they were like, maybe that's God's way of trying to tell you that you need to stop chasing the past or the past can be, the past is where you'll find destruction at. But then it's funny. I think, I think the reason why, I think the reason why sometimes we might feel attached to the past is because the past is so much more familiar than the future. You know, the future is you being alone. Like, you ever broke up with somebody? Like, you break up with a girl, you break up with a guy. I'm straight, but I'm just like, you know if you break up with a girl, you break up with a guy. And like, it's that phase where you're dating and you're meeting people, but fuck you miss your girl. Like, fuck you miss that familiarity of that person. And I went through that now. Last week I started talking back to a girl who, I know for a fact it ain't going no goddamn way. I know for a fact, ain't no way in hell me and her gonna work out. But I just got so lonely. I got so tired. Of, I just got so tired of just being alone. I got so tired of just not having anybody to talk to. And it, and it just, you know, I just was like, man, like, I, I want to talk to her. I, I just want somebody here. And, like, I think a, a trend that's, I think a trend for me these last, these last, um, he's notifying me. Damn, who the hell want? I think a um a consistent um a consistent trend for me this last few months I guess is just me being more aware of my loneliness and me being more aware of like you know like um me being more aware of like how alone I am and how much I need attachment from people and how in this world like I um and it's hard man but at the same time I had to get to a point where I realized like maturity wise I can't keep chasing people, chasing women, chasing goals in the past that, you know, are just, they're not existent, they're not there, you know, they're not, they're not going to be there for me, and it hurts, it's sad to say, because, you know, it's just, it's, and I guess that's what motivates my conversation of just, um, um, uh, of just, you know, um, of just, you really, I just realized, man, that, you <laughs> know, I like that little, that's, that's cool, yeah. And I guess that was just, I guess that's what starts this whole, um, I guess that what makes me think about this whole, I guess that's what motivates this conversation right now about fuck the past and stop chasing the past. You know, I, um, I'm just, I don't know. I just, I had to realize, man, to get to a point where you realize, like, I, I think at the end of the day, I just have to keep my eyes on the future. 
I have to keep my eyes focused on the future and I have to keep my eyes glued to what's waiting for me and not what I'm going through right now, you know, because, you know, but, um, much love and peace and chicken grease. Um, I just want to kind of give you guys a little heartfelt moment, so, you know, just me being me.